Welcome to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. The number one podcast for learning and talent development professionals. Now here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I'm excited that you're joining me today for another great episode to help you up your game and improve your capabilities in the world of talent development. And that is what we are all about and have a great conversation for you today. My guest today is Christine Robertson, who is the Internal Communications Manager at Seagate Technologies, where she supports the CHRO with various executive communications, including external speaking engagements and all company communications and organizational updates. Christine has over 16 years of experience in corporate communications with major technology companies, and her work has focused on driving employee engagement and promoting business objectives through the creation of compelling communication programs. And this topic of communications is something we haven't really explicitly covered on this podcast in the past, even though it's such an important topic. You know, there's a lot of decisions that are made at the executive level in HR, but often we don't talk about how do you best communicate those? And that is what this is all about. So Christine, welcome to the podcast. Excited to have you here. Thanks, Andy. I'm excited to to be here. This is the first time I've talked about communications externally. So this is a first for all of us. Let's see how well you do communicating about communications, communications. On, this, yeah. on this podcast, right? Um, we we got to talking a little while back because we were working on having your CHRO mm-hmm. on the podcast in the near future, and we we're hoping to still make that happen. But then we started talking about what you did, and I yeah. thought, man, this would make a really great topic for the podcast. We have so many people who listen to this show who work in learning and development, talent development, HR, who may be working alongside or with or in conjunction or partnership with someone communications, or maybe they're managing that themselves if they're in an organization that doesn't have someone like you. So I'm excited to dig into this, but maybe we can start with you sharing just a little bit of your background. How did you get into this communications work? Yeah. So I've done communication or at least specifically internal communications for a number of years, but I started with Hewlett Packard as, you know, the graduate intern. And I worked Mm -hmm. strategically in the corporate comms function. I graduated with a marketing background. So I really wanted to explore the world of like advertising and PR. And so it was a great introduction to that world because as their college grad, I was able to really explore and and work with the teams to see the different kinds of worlds from PR, you know, and um, analyst relations to marketing to ex- executive and internal communications. And then eventually over time, you know, it just my role grew into more of an internal communications um, role as supporting uh, the head of corporate comms at that at time. Over the amount of years I was at HP, I think I was there for like 10 years. Uh, what's great about such a large organization is you can kind of shift your your career ambitions to whichever, you know, uh, direction you want. And so that kind of led me to the path of wanting to really um, explore customer facing activities because I did internal communications for about like two, three years. And with goal setting, you know, we always talk about where do you want to go next? And I mentioned, you know, it'd be kind of neat to round out my experience by doing customer facing roles. So I was global events manager for a while. And then after that, um, I was like, okay, let's, let's go to sales now. And so I was a sales and channel enablement communications person, but then it always went full circle. And I felt like I always came back to internal communications. It was something I was just really passionate about. I think helping the employees in whatever company I'm at 
is is very rewarding because in in a sense I spend what eight hours of my day every day. I spend maybe more time with them than I do my own family, and so they become family. And yeah. for me, being able to help provide clear communications to that group was just very very satisfying for me as as a person as a communicator. And I I pride myself in being able to communicate to that group. So that's kind of a gist of of my background. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, and you have an opportunity to really make an impact for a lot of people who, as you pointed out, are spending a lot of time together and working for this organization. Can you do a little compare and contrast? You mentioned you know spend some time working in customer facing communications. Mm-hmm. You think about that side of things where you're communicating to external customers to a role you've been in and that you're in again now, communicating with internal employees. What are some things that are very similar, and what are yeah. some things that are very different? Well, so so it's funny because. I think what what helped me, especially with marketing, is it, it's kind of like different consumers, right? Like it's with mm-hmm. with marketing, you you really do your your diligence on figuring out who your audience is and what they want to buy. And in internal communication, it's the same thing. We still have a consumer, but our consumers are the employees. So, in a, in a sense, it's what do they need, what do they want, and and how can we help them get what they need to do their job. Um, so that's kind of similarities. As far as the differences, I mean, the employees is kind of a push of let's give them something that they may may not know that they need or want and, and you know, deliver very strategic marketing propo- communications to them so that they can grasp that and, and buy into what we are selling. For internal communications, I think it's more, it's very much more, tailored to being sensitive to your to your audience. And for us, if you're a good internal communications, I think what you do is you prioritize your employee voice and you put them in the center of everything that you do. And that will make you you and your team very successful is if you mm-hmm. if they feel like you're listening, you know, they'll want to go with you on this journey to where your company is going, whether it's good or bad. Yeah, I would I would imagine in both cases cases thinking about my own education on marketing and sales that it's a really good idea to have sort of a typical uh, client or customer in mind that some people call it an avatar, but like know who you're speaking to and speak to that yeah. person so that yeah. you have more empathy for what their situation is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every audience is different, even internally, right? Like we have to. It's funny because you have to think very broadly. You have to think how is my message going to impact managers? How is it going to impact senior leaders? How is it going to impact the you know regular individual contributor? And then what you do is you really work with the teams, especially for us in HR, we work together cross-functionally to figure out what resources can we give them to help them in their specific roles in the company. So it's much like, you know, audience segmentation in marketing. You got to figure that out right. and and help each each group Right. Who to whom are you speaking? What are they looking yeah. for? What do they want? So it sounds like you've done this in a few different groups or departments. What's unique about communications within or from HR? Yeah. So with HR, I'd say I I in my other previous roles, so with HP, I was specifically networking, right? Like I I took mm-hmm. care of the networking team. So it was very technical. And then I moved over to Siemens and we we were in the manufacturing section of the we we actually here in Sacramento, Siemens drives the manufacturing for all of the railroad train sets. So they build them. So mm-hmm. it's very different audiences. And then when I saw this opportunity come up 
I knew that HR was a very strategic function. And I knew that it was something that I, I just wanted to grow in because they are like a heart of the company, right? We help drive so much deliverables for the company that impact the employee experience that I knew that maybe if I put myself in that position to help this team, I could grow myself. I can, you know, help own my own career in, in the direction that I wanted to go. And honestly, when I talked to Patricia Frost, who's the CHRO, her vision of where she wanted the, her organization to go and where she saw the company going, especially aligned to this, to Dave, mostly our C, CEO, it really inspired me. So I, I came in, I helped bring, you know, processes to the team. At that time, it was this very large organization and then kind of showed where internal communications can come in to really evolve all of our programs for the employees. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. And there's there's so many different factors there. And with HR, I feel like it's it's really at the center of everything that's happening in an yeah. organization, right? The heartbeat of an organization really that, you know, that's why many companies have changed to starting to call it the people operations yep. or the people team and or people experience, employee experience, less focus on this term HR, but we all know yeah. what it what it means and who it's for. So you're at the center of all of that. What's important for HR professionals to know or to think about when it comes to communicating or this idea of communications to employees? So specifically with our team, we are instilling pretty much active listening points. We are doing that through sessions with our employees, like Q&A sessions, you know, manager forums and all employee forums. And we're taking all of that data, the feedback that we're getting from them and really implementing them into how we communicate to the employees. We're also evolving the vehicles that we're driving our communications from, whether it's instant messages, you know, like Yammer, which is like a two-way engagement platform that Microsoft has, or direct emails, all of that stuff. And we're driving that strategic thinking with our teams, because in some cases, you know, you could just launch a, a specific initiative or program to the employees, but you really have to keep in mind, like, is it the right time to do this? Is it going to be accepted by the employees? Are we providing with them with all of the various resources they need to implement whatever, you know, request that we're, we're asking or, or tasks that we're asking them to do? And so I think that's helped really provide our teams from a calm standpoint, because not everyone's skilled in communications, right? It's not everyone's strong skill set. But when you're really good at it, I feel like you can really be creative and you can bring storytelling to life through the various fun ways that you could do it through communications, such as just keeping that that voice alive when you when you do communicate. Yeah. You mentioned a couple of different channels there. You, know, you mentioned Yammer, which I imagine you might be using internally there, some companies using Slack or some other two-way yeah. communications, right? And then you mentioned email, of course, which everybody is still using despite... Mm-hmm many predictions over the years that we would stop using email and everybody's still using email. Are there quest uh, to stop? Yeah. Stop right. Using. Are quest to stop? We're going to cut email. And I, I have heard of some companies that are operating almost exclusively on Slack, uh, except yeah. for external communications. But my point in bringing this up is that we live in a loud and crowded world now, right? Where we have so many different things coming at us. And I think about my own world with tons of emails coming in. I am on Slack. I also have lots of text messages and WhatsApp notifications. There's social media, tons and tons of emails from external 
people and just a lot of work to do. There's just a lot of noise, right? For lack of a better yeah, word. Noise. How do you think about this when you've got messages to get out to employees, some more or less important than others to be able to like kind of cut through that noise and make sure people are getting the information they need? Yeah. So our team's actually gone through this, I would say this past year is we've really prioritized our various communications plans over over the past year and with the guidance of um, our VP of internal communications, she's really helped us, like you said, cut down the noise. She's mm-hmm. asked us to really think about what we've done in the past where we've just blasted every single possible vehicle we've done or we have and prioritize which need to go where, you know? So for instance, if it's a big organizational change, if they're, if they're talking about strategic priorities for the company, that might be more relevant in delivering through email versus if it's just like a system update, maybe we could do that in an all-employee newsletter so that we can cut down the amount of emails because we really do. I mean, I think out of all the companies that I've been with right now, Seagate really does listen to their employees. So the feedback that they give us, we take that and we 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 really put that into our plans going forward. Um, whether the employees see that or not, I know from my perspective, I feel like we we do. We really do listen to them. We want to be as clear. We want to cut down the noise so that they could do their job. So that's really kind of from our team's perspective is is our go forward plan is helping other teams eliminate the noise and putting it through the technology that we have, knowing kind of the priority list of the tiers, you know, because there's tier models of communications of importance, knowing which ones we can actually put them into. Mm. When I hear you say, we really do listen to our employees, what's implicit in there is that a lot of companies say they want to hear feedback from their employees, but they don't actually listen or they don't really take much action on that. How do you make sure, you mentioned earlier, sort of a listening tour and analyzing feedback? How do you make sure that you are getting feedback and making the right adjustments so that you're communicating in the effective way that is that is best for employees? Yeah. I mean, so Seagate's obviously a company that is about data, right? We, we mm. are a storage data company. And so we take data anywhere we can, whether it's through metrics, through open rates, through our intranets, Internets are obviously one of the biggest uh, vehicles in, in a communication world for an internal audience. Or if it's um, like links to web pages that we have, open rates for emails, we could also do sessions, you know, surveys, the, the annual surveys that, that companies have. We take that data and then we, as a communications team, we really do review it, we analyze it, and then we bring it to our specific functions to see what short action or, or long-term actions we can do to implement and impact the engagement survey scores, you know, because at the end of the day, if employee engagement's going down, there's something wrong. You know, we need to shift our, our mindset. We need to pivot the way we think and the, what we're delivering and help the employees increase that in a manner. So, and that really starts with the leadership. I feel like if you don't have a good leadership who really wants to make changes for the employees, who wants to be clear about their priorities, then it's it's not going to succeed. And that's why I'm just so proud of our team. You could, I, I could feel it from the top down. You know, I've, mm-hmm. being in my position, it's, it's great 
I think I've, I've just been extremely happy because not only is our head of HR just really passionate about our people, about that experience, about just making sure that they're taken care of, but our CEO is too. And I think that's, you know, just something that's super important in any organization. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned, you know, you work for CHRO that's very passionate about the people experience and you obviously are as well and Mm -hmm. take your role very seriously in this. We are in, you know, I'd say a bit of a challenging time right now in our economy, especially in the tech space. You know, we're recording this in May of 2023. There's been just a ton of layoffs across the board in a lot of tech companies. You know, many have been in the news like Meta and Google and Amazon and Salesforce and whatnot, and, and tons of other companies that are either doing layoffs or some type of restructuring. And there's a lot of employees as a result that even if they haven't lost their job, they're certainly nervous about it. They're worried. I see it. I have conversations with people on a regular basis. This is something that you you have to be cognizant of and thinking about as you are putting together a communication strategy and even finding ways to communicate some of these things that are happening and even the quote unquote bad news that might be coming out on a regular basis and you're trying to figure out what's the right spend to put on this. You know, how do you think about this and how do you manage communications, especially during these uncertain and sort of challenging times? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just for the tech industry alone. It's something that we all are experiencing. And from our point of view, I think just providing as much transparency when we can, you know, is, is important to the employees. They need to, to feel it. And we also need to over communicate in this in this very, very difficult time in in the in our tech world, right? I think preparing our leaders is very, very important because I know a lot of employees rely on leaders for discussions, for empathy. So preparing them with the tools for speaking points, if even if that's like ahead of actually announcing anything, is I think very, very important. Um, for us, we we rely on our leadership to really drive messages to their teams because we can communicate something via email, via you know uh, our vehicles. But what I think employees need the most in times of VUCA is is to see leadership from the top, from the top. They really need to hear it from them. And we need to reiterate it constantly, especially, you know, engagement with our employees, even if it's like a site visit, to have small little visits, like town visits, just to answer any questions that they might have. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to be open as much as we can and provide two-way conversations, because if it's just a one-way conversation, they're just they're going to feel like they're not being heard and, and they're going to feel alone. And so I think that's what we're we're driving to right now is is just being as as completely honest as much as we can. That's what will get a, a good company through tough times. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a kind of where right. we're at we're standing right now. Yeah, it's not easy for anyone. You mentioned leadership, and I completely agree. I think people look to their leaders to find out, okay, what's really going on? How are you feeling about this? What's the real story? And I think people want more than ever, I think people want authenticity, transparency, even vulnerability from their leaders. How do you help leaders prepare for these situations and make sure that they have the information they need to be able to handle the situation the right way? Yeah. I mean, I think first it it starts with... um, giving them a set of talking points, you know, like obviously they're, they need to be able 
to answer the tough questions. And so in order to do that, we usually provide Q&A forums and we develop really, really robust FAQs for them to reference because we can't really handhold, you know, every single one of them. We also do from an HR standpoint, we provide HR business partner support on a regular basis. Our business partners are amazing. They help our leaders with anything that they need and support them so they don't feel like they're alone. But I would say what's great is just giving them all of these tools, whether it's slides, slideware that they don't have to think about at that moment, right? Things that we need them to trickle down the organization to help us communicate to their employees. That's kind of, I think, what what are the tools and resources that are going to help them get through these time period is great sets of FAQs that actually do answer the tough questions, not just like the high level five, top five. You know, we actually do go deep into the, the really tough questions. And what's also great is seeing like our CEO level staff answering those on all employee meetings. Because for us, we we don't shy away from the tough questions. You know, like some companies do, they really would filter out those really harsh questions. For this team, we actually accept them. We embrace them because we want to show that we're not afraid to, to be open with the employees. Right. Which I think is what they want, right? They want yeah. transparency in the day. They want to be treated like a child or kept in the dark. We are adults and we want that information and then to be able to process it and do what we can with it. Getting back to HR, what are some things you've, you've been in this business for quite some time now? What are some mistakes that you see HR or other professionals making when it comes to communications or what do people often miss? Let's see, what do HR miss? Huh? I mean, there, I think it's sometimes being in touch with the moment. I think, you know, we all have our, our programs and priorities that we need to, to work on. And in some cases, we just need to take pauses on, on those. And it's hard to, to say, okay, I think this is not the right time to do X, Y, Z, you know, or it's hard to raise your hand and be like, okay, you know, maybe my, my program shouldn't be done right now. But I think it's those courageous moments when you actually can see that it's just not going to help the team. It's going to actually hinder the team. Those are, I think, what are are the moments that will really go far with the employee experience. We always look after our employee experience, right? Like from we we are in charge of the employee life cycle from hire to retire and in between. And so what we we as communicators, as HR team, we always just need to figure out how to evolve those touch points. And with comms, I think it's just going to be important to really be, think outside of the box, be creative. And I think that's why I love being in this team is because it's a moment for me to help deliver really cool activities, in some cases, not so cool activities to the employees, but help them get through that and, and help them just do their jobs better so that we as a company can, you know, share success together. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And the other side of that, I was going to ask, you know, what are some best practices or what do the best HR professionals do, whether it be to best partner with external or with uh, executive communications, someone like you, or to, you know, communicate effectively with employees? The best practices, I mean, so our team is really, we have a core competence strategic core competencies 
competencies with our team. It's like we we do content and conversations. We manage leadership communications and strategies and campaigns. So as an HR person, it's always great to partner with your communications person because in in some cases we usually have a good view and the lay of the land of what's going on, not only within HR, but with the other functions and organizations. So cross-functionally, we can work with you to really act as a consultant or an advisor in some cases to say, hey, you know, okay, timing wise, let's kind of push this out to, you know, the end of the year because we're going to be so busy in, in the summer months doing year end activities. And then also, just come up with really cool campaigns on how to deliver programs. So for instance, like if we're going to do a recognition program, you know, what what does that entail? What is the timing of that? Let us lay it out fully so that we can see if it overlaps with any other projects because there, you know, it's not just us that are communicating with employees. There's IT, there's legal, you know, there's training L&D that that need to do their job. But we don't want to overwhelm the employee experience. We don't want to make make an employee feel like, man, I'm getting so many things all at once. I don't know what to focus on. So I think that's where an internal communications team comes in very handy is being able to provide that consultation to all functions in order just to make it a seamless experience across the company. Yeah. Anything else you want to make sure people know about communications, the important communications, working with communications, as we wrap things up here, I want to give you open space if there's anything that we missed. Yeah, um, I think for me, it's it's these days, it's just really important to be deliberate with the communications that we set forward. Like you said, in today's day and age, it's it's all about like short, crisp clips. It's, you know, we have social media, we have very short attention spans. And so I think it's bringing up the most important information to the top and then providing resources for those who want to learn more after that and just not taking the comms team for granted because they really do help, I think, facilitate conversations between the employees and the leadership and, and vice versa and leadership to the employees. And so that's what we're here for. That's our responsibility. We, we take pride in giving that role a very, very tight hold and, and helping our functions, whether it's HR, whether it's IT, you know, or business development, their their time and light so that the employees can really know what we want them to know at that moment in time. Yeah. To summarize it all, think about exactly who with whom you're communicating with, mm-hmm. you know, gain empathy for that person and that that group. Be really deliberate and intentional with the messages that you need or want to get across and how you want to get them across. And then try to be as efficient as possible so that you're you're taking up less room bandwidth for other people and they can get the information they need and get on with their day. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, Christine, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on and and sharing all of this. I I know it's going to be helpful for a lot of people listening who get involved or work with communications, something we can all improve on, myself included, whether it be external, internal, et cetera. So thanks again for sharing everything. And I look forward to talking with you more soon. Thank you. All right, that will do it for my interview with Christine Robertson, who is an internal communications manager at Seagate and really expert on 
all things internal communications, especially related to HR. I hope you got value from that. It was a little bit different than maybe what I would normally put on this show. I'm, I'm always looking to interview great talent development leaders and practitioners, maybe some other experts and thought leaders in the space who work with talent development leaders. And I hadn't really thought about doing a show about internal communications until I met Christine and heard what she was doing and working on and thought, well, this actually could be really useful for a lot of members of our community and people who listen to the show. So I hope that you did get value from that. Please give me feedback. Let me know what you thought. I I took down quite a few notes about the things that we need to be thinking about when we're communicating with our people internally and how we're partnering with different parts of the company, different organizations, and making sure that communication is very thoughtful, that it's transparent. You know, people see through the the crap sometimes, right? So we need to be a lot more thoughtful and transparent with what we're communicating. So hope was valuable again. I have Christine coming back again in a couple of days for our bonus Q&A round. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, I want to remind you, of course, that our podcast is sponsored by the Talent Development Think Tank membership community, which is the number one place to go to learn, share, grow in the world of talent development. Our mission is to help you improve your capabilities and achieve more career success in the world of talent development. We have over 125 fabulous members who all work in some realm of talent development, mostly in North America. We have a few in Europe as well. And we'd love to add you to the mix. If you're not yet a member and you enjoy connecting with other L&D professionals, learning what other people are working on, as well as from our expert speakers who come in and join our calls on a weekly basis. Come check us out. You can find all the information on our website at tdtt.us slash community. That's tdtt.us slash community. And that website is also the home, the new home for our podcast and everything that we're building around the Talent Development Think Tank. I think you can get to that from talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. You can find out about our blog, our podcast, and our community, as well as future events as well. talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. Thank you again for listening. Our next episode will be our bonus Q&A round with Christine Robertson, so stay tuned.